Hello, this is Aaron O'Toole, and welcome to the Blue Skies Political Podcast. I'm the Member of Parliament for Durham, and the Blue Skies Political Podcast and Vidcast is a conversation, a way to talk about the issues of the day affecting Canada and affecting you at your home or in your workplace. And today is an economic issue facing Canada, trade. One in every four jobs in Canada relies on trade. We're a trading nation with only 35 million people. Canada requires exports to make sure our goods are affordable at home and to make sure that we have employment from making goods and selling services around the world. NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, is critical to Canada's economic success. Since it was negotiated, the first decade of NAFTA saw over 3 million new jobs created in Canada. Trilateral trade between Canada, the U.S., and Mexico increased by three times to today about $1.2 trillion in three-way trade. Most importantly is the Canada-U.S. relationship in that. $1.7 billion back and forth between Canada and the U.S. in two-way trade on a daily basis. You heard that, daily basis showing that the world's longest undefended border is really a border for trade. Canadians making things for the U.S., just-in-time manufacturing for the auto industry, where parts will cross the border several times in the manufacture of a car. And Canada-U.S. trade represents $600 billion annually just between those two countries in NAFTA. So you can see why it is critical for our GDP and our economic success as well as employment, particularly in southern Ontario, areas like the Durham region, where cars have long been manufactured for the U.S. market, even more than for the Canadian market. Without the auto pact, then U.S. free trade and NAFTA, we wouldn't have manufacturing in southern Ontario. So we should also be proud as Conservatives, as a Conservative MP, I'm certainly proud that 98% of our export access, our trade access as Canadians, was negotiated by Conservative governments. From the Mulroney government to the Harper government, trade was a priority. So we see that President Trump has put trade on the agenda for the U.S., a renegotiation of NAFTA. And there's two parts to it. Certainly, President Trump uh, has really had an antagonistic relationship with Mexico, not just on trade, but on border issues, clearly, illegal migration, those sorts of issues. Those aren't part of the discussion with Canada, but certainly trade and the so-called unfairness of NAFTA is something that President Trump has put out for both Canada and the U.S. There is no unfairness in NAFTA. It has been a win for both Canada and the United States. Jobs created in both economies, economic activity as a result of the liberalization of trade. So we need to make sure we go in and fight for Canada's interests and fight to defend trade and how effective NAFTA has been. So there's a few key issues I'm going to talk about in Blue Skies. Um, On a a simplistic basis, a few things to watch for is how we address Buy American provisions, both at the state and and city level in the United States, and to make sure that we we continue to have access to bid on U.S. defense contracts, especially through the Canadian Commercial Corporation, a crown agency that lets our suppliers be part of that important industrial supply chain for defense and aerospace. The second is the data storage issue, requiring domestic 
data storage for important uh, records of Canadians like health and other documents, we need to make sure that there's a fulsome discussion on not trading off privacy and public safety and security elements in a bid to liberalize data storage. In the future, we don't know who might own a server farm in the U.S. or Mexico. If something is sold to the Chinese or another interest, can we be certain that privacy and national security issues are taken seriously? Domestic storage was one way that those important measures, important documents were safeguarded. So we should be considering all of those. But there's three areas I want to put on the table that I think we have to be very mindful of in this NAFTA renegotiation stage. First is the breakfast table. And I say that because agriculture is critical to trade. Agriculture is critical to our economy. And you're hearing very early on U.S. interests challenging Canada, particularly over the supply-managed sectors, those being the dairy sector and poultry, chicken and egg sectors, and how they're subsidized through supply management. You hear the Americans attacking that. You even hear people in Canada attacking that, uh, including in the recent conservative leadership race. But let's look at that. Is there an, a level playing field in agricultural trade? No, there is not. The United States of America subsidizes agriculture to a tune of almost $30 billion per year. The Americans spend more on agricultural subsidies, harvest price protection and price, uh, price certainty, crop insurance, marketing, even conservation programs. They spend more on all of these forms of subsidization than Canada spends on our military. So for some to suggest that there's a free trade in agricultural subsidies outside of Canada's supply-managed sectors, they're not being straight with you. So before the U.S. asks Canada to make any significant changes to our regulatory or food security regimes, we should make sure that there's a talk about a true level playing field. Second, what I always say about supply management, we have to make sure that particular commodities like eggs and milk, which traditionally are, are consumed locally and are an important part of the local food security option, those type of commodities are discussed for their unique needs. That's why supply management was created. If the Liberal government is going to open that up, they certainly have to show how the Americans are subsidizing their commodities, which they do. So agriculture will be key in an area that I'm watching very closely. The second, moving from the breakfast table to the fence. As they say, good fences make good neighbors. And the United States is our most important neighbor, ally, friend, trading partner. But we also need provisions to settle disputes. Chapter 19 and other provisions of the North American Free Trade Agreement, and before that, the U.S. Free Trade Agreement, provided for that certainty. So that there's disputes from softwood lumber to country of origin labeling on beef to a whole range of disputes in this large $1.7 billion per day two-way trading relationship that there's an effective and safe third-party way to deal with it. Why I'm worried about this issue with the Liberal government? Dispute settlement was the first element the Liberal government caved on in the European 
trade agreement, the CETA, Comprehensive Economic Trade Agreement, with the European Union. You may remember that the Trudeau government was willing to change investor state dispute settlement procedures after the final terms of the CETA agreement had been negotiated by the Harper government. In fact, Christian Freeland, when she was trade minister, appeared at the International Trade Committee and defended these changes. She said, I quote, they weren't something European civil society could support, and they weren't something that progressive Europeans could support. She went on, we looked at it and I agreed. I thought they were exactly right. ISDS has been around for a long time. I think that now is the time to build a more progressive system, something in which the right of states to regulate is fully enshrined, end quote. Well, the trouble with that is it will be very difficult for the Canadian government to suggest Chapter 19 is sacrosanct, as they seem to be doing this week in the papers, when dispute settlement was the very thing they caved on when the European trade agreement and the finalization of that came under their watch following the 2015 election. So I'm certainly very worried that if Canada doesn't maintain this critical, independent, specialized trade dispute settlement mechanism, our exporters and our industries will be at a huge disadvantage. Third, and the last thing I put out there in my thoughts on the NAFTA renegotiation, is we can't just sit and react to the agenda being set by the United States. Canada should be proactive and set the agenda. If they want to renegotiate NAFTA and modernize that trade agreement, as some in the U.S. use that modernization language, let's put the transportation sector into the discussion. Cabotage, specifically. We should make sure that transportation systems, be they trucking, marine, or air throughout North America, be more efficient, more aligned with how rail and pipelines are, making sure that efficiency is maximized. And here's what I mean. Do you know that most Canadian trucks that travel from Canada to, say, California, because of regulation, have to return to Canada empty? That's not just inefficient, that's bad for the environment. There was an estimate that just two of the larger trucking companies in the United States emit 16.2 metric tons of carbon, GHG emissions, with empty trucks because of regulation, not allowing trucks to drop off loads and pick up loads midway. We should also see more short sea shipping, allowing shorter routes, domestic within North America, shipping lanes maximized. And finally, air travel and air shipping. Open skies is often talked about, but it does not happen. Why not put on the table the fact that an Air Canada flight originating in Toronto could pick up passengers in Chicago on the way to Los Angeles, or vice versa? Cabotage not only makes things more efficient, is much better for the environment, it will lower transport costs, meaning lower prices for consumers. And Canada, which does a lot of north-south shipping and often has these trucks coming back empty, would be able to leverage a competitive advantage from this. So if Mr. Trump and his free market ways wants to see NAFTA modernized, let's seize the agenda. Let's put cabotage and transport modernization on the agenda. 
So these are critical negotiations. And as a conservative that's a free trade proponent, as someone that served as the parliamentary secretary to add fast for trade when we were finalizing the European trade agreement, when we finalized the South Korean trade agreement, our first free trade agreement with an Asian country, I think this area is a priority for Canada from an employment standpoint, from our economy, and from making sure we don't fall behind in a competitive global economy. So from the fences for our neighbors to the breakfast table for agriculture through to specific issues that we should watch, the NAFTA renegotiation will be the issue to watch this fall. We're going to hold the government's feet to the fire, but at the same time, we're also going to advocate for Canada's interests on a bipartisan level and advocate for trade, why it's good, why it makes more consumer choice, why it brings costs down, and why it allows our small to medium-sized businesses to access larger markets and therefore create more jobs. So let me know what you think about trade, about NAFTA, and about these negotiations. Go to my website, aaronotoolmp.ca. Be part of the conversation. Also check out, like, and subscribe to my online video podcast, Blue Skies, The Vidcast. This is a way that we keep the conversation flowing, and I want to hear from you, ideas and comments on this NAFTA edition. Thank you very much for tuning into Blue Skies. I'm Aaron O'Toole, the Member of Parliament for Durham.